0: Hi, my name is Jerry Kempney, I'm a pharmacist, and in this podcast I talk about medicines and other healthcare topics. All content is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical or professional advice. Episode number 83. Medicines associated with dependence or withdrawal symptoms, safe prescribing and withdrawal management for adults. NICE guideline NG215, published 20th of April 2022. Medicines associated with dependence include benzodiazepines, Z-drugs such as Zopiclone and Zopidem, opioids, Capapentin and pregabalin. Antidepressants, although historically not classified as dependence-forming medicines, can nevertheless cause withdrawal symptoms when they are stopped. This guideline focuses on medicines that are usually used for conditions that are chronic, complex and difficult to treat, such as anxiety and insomnia, chronic pain, including neuropathic pain, depression and the generalized anxiety disorder. It also covers medicines that were initially prescribed for acute pain but continue to be prescribed over a longer term. These medicines can provide lasting symptom management with a favorable balance of benefits and adverse effects for many people But like all medicines, they do not work for everyone and can have negative consequences that outweigh their benefits. Even when people are not getting clinical benefit, these medicines may sometimes continue to be prescribed for various reasons, including concerns about risk of unpleasant withdrawal symptoms or fear of worsening of the underlying condition. Dependence is characterized by both tolerance, uh, the need for increasing doses to maintain the same effect and withdrawal symptoms. Dependence is a common and well-described property of a number of medicines and is not in itself a contraindication to continued or new prescribing. Dependence becomes clinically important if treatment reduction or cessation is needed. Dependence is different from addiction. Addiction also features tolerance and withdrawal that is accompanied by by additional characteristics of cravings, lack of control, overuse, and continued use, despite harm. Addiction is also associated with problematic behaviours, including unsanctioned dose escalations and seeking early prescriptions or prescriptions from multiple prescribers. There is considerable debate uh, about these definitions and, in practice, the terms are often used interchangeably. This guideline uses the term problems associated with dependence to refer to these behaviors. The term addiction has not been used because of its potential to stigmatize. This guideline applies to people prescribed a medicine associated with dependence and withdrawal symptoms and is not limited to people at high risk of developing problems associated with dependence. There's a wide wide variation in the prescribing of medicines associated with dependence or withdrawal symptoms. People with dependence on prescribed medicines may be reluctant to seek help from their healthcare professionals because of a perceived stigma of dependence, which they may associate with illicit drug use or alcohol misuse. Professional and policy bodies have issued guidelines on the clinical use of Uh, medicines associated with dependence or withdrawal symptoms. However there are few guidelines that focus on avoiding dependence and managing withdrawal from prescribed medicines and this guideline aims to meet the need for evidence-based advice in these areas. It supports uh, safe practice in all settings in which medicines associated with dependence or withdrawal are prescribed Chapter 1.1. Supporting people taking a dependence forming medicine or antidepressant. first point is aim to foster collaborative, trusting and supportive uh, relationships with people considering taking and at all stages of prescribing and withdrawal management of an opioid, benzodiazepine, cabapentinoid, Z-drug or uh, antidepressant. Con- follow the recommendations in the NICE guideline on patient experience in adult AHS services, particularly those relating to continuity of care and relationships, enabling patients to actively participate in their care and tailoring he- healthcare services to each person. Next point is ask people whether they would like to have support during appointments from a family member, care advocate or other person close to them. Chapter 1.2. Making decisions about prescribing and taking dependence-forming medicine or antidepressant. Before starting or continuing treatment with an opioid, benzodiazepine, gabapentinosef drug or antidepressant, ensure that all suitable management options, including non-pharmacological approaches and watchful waiting, have been discussed with and offered to the person. When making decisions about prescribing medicines, determine whether there are any factors that might increase the person's risk of developing problems associated with dependence, but do not withhold the medicine solely on the basis of one of these factors. Explain and discuss the risk with the person. Factors that might increase risk include a comorbid mental health diagnosis, a history of drug or alcohol misuse, not having a clearly defined diagnosis to support the prescription, and taking an opioid together with a benzodiazepine. During the first discussion about prescribing, uh, give the person information and advice uh, in their preferred format to help them balance the potential benefit of the medicine and other treatment options with the risk of long-term consequences. Use the NICE guidelines on shared decision making and decision making and mental capacity to support people when making decisions. Recognize and acknowledge that decisions about medicines can be difficult for a person who is in distress. Acknowledge that these decisions are also difficult for the prescriber particularly when supporting a person who is distressed and in the presence of risk factors for developing problems associated with dependence, And that additional time may be required to consider options and consult with colleagues. Consider delaying prescribing if the person needs more time to think about their options or the prescriber needs to consult with other members of the healthcare team. If prescribing is delayed, ensure that a follow-up appointment is arranged. If a prescriber thinks that a medicine is not in the person's best interests, but a shared decision about starting or continuing a medicine cannot be reached with the person, the prescriber should follow the advice on handling patient requests for medicines you don't think will benefit them. In the GMC, General Medical Council guidance, good practice in prescribing and managing medicines and devices. Uh, The prescriber should not prescribe a medicine if they believe it is not in the person's best interests. Explain the reasons for their decision to the person. Document all discussions carefully and give a copy to the person and offer the person a second opinion. Next point, uh, for people who find it difficult to communicate their symptoms, for example, people with a learning disability or cognitive impairment, explore a range of methods to understand the person's symptoms, including discussion with family members, carers or an advocate, if appropriate. Make necessary reasonable adjustments, uh, for example, increasing the appointment length uh, using short clear sentences or alternative methods of communication and visual aids during consultations to help the person understand their options for treatment and the associated risks and benefits of each and to express their view ensure that family members or carers are aware of the properties of any medicine prescribed if appropriate Ensure that people with a learning disability or mental health problem have had a full assessment before prescribing a dependence-forming medicine or antidepressant to ensure that they do not have other unmet needs and that prescribing is the appropriate option, consider involving the relevant specialist teams. Prescribers must understand and take into account the principles set out in the Mental Capacity Act 2005 when working with individuals who may lack capacity to make decisions. Prescribers should use the Royal Pharmaceutical Society's competency framework for all prescribers to support safe and effective prescribing and improve prescribing practice. Chapter 1.3 Starting a Dependence Forming Medicine or Antidepressant Before starting a treatment with an opioid, benzodiazepine, gabapentinoid, Z-drug or antidepressant, give the person verbal or and, and written information in their preferred format about the medicine. Ensure that the information is evidence-based and understandable by the person. Explain to the person the potential side effects of the medicine, whether these are likely to be temporary or permanent, and whether they might improve or worsen over time. Any additional implications of taking the medicine if the person is pregnant or planning pregnancy. What the option might be if the medicine does not work. How difficult it might be to stop the medicine later and how that might be managed that missing doses may lead to symptoms of withdrawal and how to store medicines safely. Before starting treatment with an opioid, benzodiazepine, gabapentinoid or Z-drug, explain and discuss with the person, the dependence is an expected effect of these medicines and is not a reason in itself to avoid the medicine. The potential for developing problems associated with dependence and the symptoms that suggest that the development of problems associated with dependence and, if appropriate, the importance of making family members carers or other people close to them aware of these symptoms. Before starting treatment with an antidepressant or gabapentinoid, explain and discuss with the person that any beneficial effect of the medicine may occur slowly and they might experience side effects before noticing any benefit and that many side effects are likely to ease over time. Consider supplementing verbal and written information with details of peer support networks or online forums suitable for the person. Management planning. Discuss and agree a management plan with the person. Document the plan in the person's medical record and give them a copy in their preferred format. Include What the medicine has been prescribed for, the intended outcomes of treatment, and how these might be assessed. The starting dose and intervals between those adjustments or titrations. Who to contact if problem occurs. Information about how long the medicine will take to work and how long they might be taking it for. The duration of each prescription that will be issued. The risks of taking more than the prescribed dose the symptoms and signs of an overdose and what they should do if this happens, plans for reviewing the medicine including where and by whom this will be done and the date of their next review. Think about a strategy for regular reviews and include these in the management plan. Use regular reviews to ensure that the benefits of the medicine continue to outweigh the potential harms and. Check whether the dose needs to be adjusted and, if so, how to do this safely. Prescribing strategies. Take steps to reduce the risk of developing problems associated with dependence, For example, starting a lo- at low dose and consider avoiding modified release opioids. Explain the importance of these steps to the person. Discuss with the person the range of doses likely to be safe and effective. Start with a low dose and agree frequent regular reviews to ensure that timely adjustments can be made to test effectiveness, safety, and acceptability and to find the lowest effective dose. Once an effective dose has been established, avoid automatically increasing the dose if the response is not sustained. If the person's individual circumstances or the setting, for example, a secure setting, mean that usual prescribing practices are not suitable adjust the prescription to ensure that the medicine can be administered safely as part of the settings of teen, and the medicine does not pose a risk to the person or to others living in that setting. The duration of each individual prescription should reflect the management plan, should comply with the best practice in controlled drugs prescribing and must comply with relevant legislation Working with other healthcare professionals When starting a prescription suggested by another healthcare professional taking over a person's care or deciding whether to continue a prescription made by another healthcare professional, take the same level of care you would take if you were starting the prescription. Uh, Follow this section on supporting people taking independence, forming medicine or antidepressant to help establish the new relationship. And ensure that you have sufficient knowledge of the person's health and preferences to determine whether continued prescribing is in their best interests or whether careful withdrawal in discussion with the person would be more beneficial for them. Healthcare professionals in secondary care who recommend independence, forming medicine, or antidepressant to be started or continued in primary care should explain to the person that the medicine will be prescribed by their primary care team primary care team will need to review the medicine. If the primary care team declines to prescribe the medicine or wishes to delay it, secondary and primary care teams will discuss the medicine and involve the person in these discussions explaining the reasons for any delay. And the secondary care teams might not continue to manage and provide the medicine if this is agreed after discussions. When uh, transferring responsibility for prescribing from secondary to primary care, Ensure that all relevant healthcare professionals have access to the management plan in the person's medical record. If possible, ensure that one person has overall responsibility for a prescription. If the initial prescriber is unable to review the medicine, ensure uh, there are arrangements for review by another healthcare professional, and that effective communication, including sharing the person's record, records and management plan as needed is in place to support this. Chapter 1.4. Reviewing a Dependence-Forming Medicine or Antidepressant Frequency of Reviews Offer regular reviews by phone video or face-to-face to to people taking an opioid, benzodiazepine, gabapentinoids, a drug or antidepressant. Base the frequency of reviews on the patients, preferences and circumstances, the type of medicine they are taking and the dose. Factors that might indicate a need for frequent reviews, for example, if the person has additional care needs, such as people with learning disability or cognitive impairment, the person is taking the medicine for the first time, there are potential adverse effects or problems associated with dependence, or the medicine is being used outside of its licensed medications, and, and there's potential for misuse of the medicine. Consider increasing uh, the frequency of reviews during those adjustments. Take into account the person's clinical and support needs when agreeing review frequency. Offer extra unscheduled reviews when needed, for example if the person reports adverse effects from the medicine, or becomes pregnant, or is planning pregnancy, or has a change in their physical or mental health condition, social circumstances, or starts taking medicines from a different prescriber uh, or request a change in dose. Content of reviews. Uh, during the review, discuss with the person the benefits and risks of continuing the frequent dose, the current dose, adjusting the dose or stopping the medicine. Base decisions on this discussion, taking into account, for example, the benefits of or harms the person is, is very experiencing from continuing the medicine. Any signs that the person is developing problems associated with dependence, such as running out of a medicine early, making frequent requests for those increases, or reporting loss of efficacy of a medicine that was previously working well. And uh, the person's preferences. Agree and update the management plan with the person after each review and give them a Copy. Uh, check that they know who to contact if they have problems or concerns. Chapter 1.5. Withdrawing a dependence for medicine or antidepressant. Making shared decisions about withdrawing medicines. Discuss withdrawing an opioid, benzodiazepine, gopapentinoids, drug or antidepressant with the person if it is no longer benefiting the person There are problems associated with dependence have developed, uh, the condition for which the medicine was prescribed has resolved, or the harms of the medicine outweigh the benefits, or the person wants to stop taking the medicine. Explain the benefits the person can expect from reducing the medicine and aim to reach agreement using a shared decision-making approach Allow uh, enough time to explore the person's circumstances and preferences. Understand that the person might be reluctant or anxious about discussing problems associated with dependence. Reassure them that dependence is an expected effect of these medicines and the problems associated with dependence sometimes develop. Be sensitive to the use of terminology that may portion blame to the patient or be perceived adversely. Acknowledge and discuss with the person any differences between their views and your own about the risks and benefits of the medicine. Be prepared for queries about prescribing decisions made previously. Explain that our understanding of the balance of risks and benefits of a medicine can change over time. If sufficient clinical detail is available, discuss the possibility that past prescribing was done in deep the, the person's best interests using the knowledge available at the time. Do not stop a medicine abruptly. Complete cessation, with, uh, which means completing cessation with immediate effect, unless there are exceptional medical circumstances, such as the uh, occurrence of serious side effects, for example, upper GI bleeding from an antidepressant, respiratory depression from an opioid, or severe ataxia from uh, a gabapentinoid. In these circumstances, consider scheduling morphine mm-hmm. and reviews. Short-term use of medicines to treat the physical symptoms of withdrawal, for example, abdominal cramps and diarrhea during withdrawal of an opioid. opioid. When planning withdrawal from an opioid, penicidazepine, copepentherons, drug or antidepressant, take into account the urgency of the withdrawal, for example, gradual withdrawal of a medicine that is no longer effective or necessary, or more rapid withdrawal of a medicine that is causing significant harm. The speed of rapid withdrawal depends on the type of medicine and the person's uh, circumstances. Whether the initial goal should be complete withdrawal or for people who find complete withdrawal too difficult, whether to dose reduction with ongoing review is a more realistic initial aim. Um, then take into account which medicine to reduce first if the person will be withdrawing from more than one medicine and factors that might increase the person's risk of problems during withdrawal, including long duration of medicine use, high dose of medicine, history of withdrawal symptoms, a history of problems associated with dependence, taking an antidepressant with a short half-life, any concurrent medicines and how these might affect the person's response to withdrawal, and factors that might influence the timing of the start of those reductions, such as the person's circumstances, and available support. Information and support for people withdrawing from a medicine. Before starting withdrawal, give the person information about the process of withdrawal that is tailored to their situation and the medicine they are taking. Explain how the withdrawal will be carried out. Consid- and consider providing details of sources of peer support, national and local support groups for people who are withdrawing from a medicine. Discuss withdrawal symptoms with the person and tell them about the support that is available when discussing Uh, the symptoms. Explain that withdrawal can be difficult and may take several months or more. Support will be available throughout the withdrawal process. Withdrawal symptoms do not affect everyone and it is not possible to predict who will be affected. Withdrawal symptoms vary widely in type and severity, can affect both physical and mental health may occur at any time during withdrawal or be delayed in onset set and can change over time and or, pa- or persist over a prolonged period. There are options for managing withdrawal symptoms. Uh, some people may experience withdrawal symptoms that can be difficult to distinguish from a re-emergence of their original symptoms or a new disorder and it's important to discuss these with a healthcare professional if they occur. Dose reduction. When agreeing a dose reduction, schedule with a person. Explain the risk of abrupt discontinuation and that the rate of safe withdrawal varies between people and can vary over time for the same person. Balance the risk of adverse events from continued exposure to the medicine with minimizing the risk of withdrawal symptoms by slow reduction and withdrawal. Ensure that the planned rate of reduction is acceptable to the person. Explain that although withdrawal symptoms are to be expected, the reduction schedule can be modified to allow intolerable withdrawal symptoms to improve before making the next reduction. Consider giving the person additional control over the process of dose reduction, for example, by issuing the usual daily dose in a form that allows them to reduce the amount in small decrements at the pace of their choosing rather than issuing successive prescriptions for reduced daily doses. Agree regular intervals for reviewing and, and adjusting the reduction schedule as needed, and ensure that the person knows who to contact if problems occur. If the person is withdrawing from an opioid benzodiazepine, Z-drug or antidepressant, suggest a slow stepwise rate of reduction proportion uh, to the existing dose so that decrements become smaller as the dose is lowered. Unless clinical risk is such, that rapid withdrawal is needed. If the person is withdrawing from a gabapentinoid, reduce the dose by a fixed amount at each decrement unless clinical risk is such that rapid withdrawal is needed. If the person is withdrawing from a benzodiazepine with a short half-life, consider switching to a benzodiazepine with a longer half-life. If using a published withdrawal schedule, apply it flexibly to accommodate person's preferences Changes to their circumstances and the response to those reductions. During withdrawal, offer continued management of the underlying condition for which the medicine was prescribed if needed. Ensure the plan was for dose reduction or withdrawal is clearly recorded in the overall management plan. Identifying and managing withdrawal symptoms. Be aware that it can be difficult to distinguish between the re-emergence of underlying conditions and the emergence of withdrawal symptoms. The following may indicate withdrawal symptoms rather than symptoms of an underlying condition. Rapid or early onset of symptoms after the dose reduction or cessation of the medicine. Symptoms of the underlying illness that the person reports as qualitatively different or more intense than before. Or uh, new symptoms that the person has not experienced before. Use clinical judgment to determine the need for further investigation to, to rule out new pathology. And um, if distressing symptoms occur or worsen after a dose reduction, determine whether they are withdrawal symptoms. Or a re emergence of symptoms that were relieved by the medicine. And if the symptoms are new, think about delaying the new uh, next dose reduction, trying a small dose reduction, or reverting to the previous dose. Interventions to support withdrawal Do not treat withdrawal symptoms with another medicine that is associated with dependence or withdrawal symptoms. Do not offer sodium valproate or buspirone to aid withdrawal from a benzodiazepine. And consider group cognitive behavioral therapy CBT when withdrawing from a benzodiazepine. Discuss the timing of referral uh, for CBT with the person. Strategies if withdrawal cannot be agreed or is unsuccessful. Follow the recommendation in chapter 1.2, if a shared decision to withdraw cannot be reached and continuing the current prescription is not in the person's best interests. Be aware that medicines associated with dependence and withdrawal symptoms should not be stopped abruptly in most cases and need to be reduced in line with the section on uh, withdrawing medicines. If continued use of the medicine may be particularly harmful for the person or others, example in a secure setting and the dose reduction or a more rapid reduction that the person wishes is the safest option consider scheduling more frequent reviews um, or short-term use of medicines to treat the physical symptoms of withdrawal for example abdominal cramps and diarrhea during withdrawal of an opioid. If dose reduction has been unsuccessful for example, because of intolerable withdrawal symptoms or a change in the person's physical, mental or social circumstances and the current prescription needs to be continued, aim to stop any further escalation in dose, make a plan to attempt dose reduction again at a later date and clearly record the, the advice given to the person about the potential harms of continuing the medicine and the reasons for continuing continuing without a reduction in the management plan so that's all about the medicines associated with dependence or withdrawal symptoms safe prescribing and withdrawal management for adults according to nice guideline ng 215 Um, hope it's helpful thanks very much for listening and i'll speak to you in the next episode